0: You know, you can say, well, I'm going to be someone that just copies everything and and does what, what everyone else does. Right. And that's that's who I am. Or you can be someone that you're a creator. You want to be someone who innovates and you have to make that decision within your soul of what you want to do. That's a very important step, because I believe a lot of people are not concerned about imagination and uh, inspiration and creativity.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Mind Your Leadership Podcast. I'm Karen Zuk and today I will speak with Doc Barton. Doc is the founder and CEO of Python Design. He's one of those unique individuals who fully embraces his inner creativity and wants to help others to do the same. Over the past three decades, Dog has created more than 300 products in 40 international market categories. He has worked with Fortune 500 CEOs, developing visionary concepts and innovative products for companies like Apple, Microsoft, Disney, IBM, and more. Doug was also a contest on ABC TV's American Inventor. Doug's book, Conquering the Chaos of Creativity, focuses on creative problem solving. He is now releasing a new book of inspirational quotes titled Inspirations of Creativity. Quotes from Conquering the Chaos of Creativity. Aiming to inspire and support readers on their journey for self-discovery. The book invites readers into an imaginative environment to explore and unleash their innate potential. Today we will speak about how to tap into our creativity and utilize its innate ability to our full potential. So stay with us. Thank you for joining.
0: Yes, thank you, uh, Karen. I'm looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Me me too. So first of all, I like, I love to start with a personal question. So I will be happy to hear you if you have a highest or a lowest point of your life and that impact your career path and what have you learned from this?
0: Well, um, to take it a little bit out of context, uh, when you're an adventurer, and an explorer of creativity, um, you are always pushing yourself to the limit. And in doing so, there will always be great successes and and failures. But one realizes that failure and success is part of the same dialectic, that a yin and yang, you can't have one without the other. Uh, And I believe you understand that. So the point I'm trying to make is that you gain a higher perspective. You realize that failure and success is part of the adventure of creativity and that you must be strong. You must be brave. You must be courageous. You must never be moved by failure. And you must never be egotistical and, and uh, lazy after great success. They are part of, of the equation of creativity. And I think the most important thing that I could communicate to your listeners is that you must be strong, brave, and courageous. And realize that when you create and you invent, you are doing it for yourself. You know, you are doing it in a way that uh, completes your point of view of the world, that the status quo will always resist change, that uh, you must be within yourself and not be worried that what you create or what you do um, maybe initially isn't accepted. But if, if you're true to your, your, your view and, and harness that, it is important. I can give you a quick story of when I was working with a world-famous ophthalmic surgeon um, in the early 80s, and he was exploring a method of uh, when you have cataracts, how to put a what is, what is essentially a foldable lens into the capsular bag of your eye. Before that, it was a glass lens. So I had, along with him, I invented a way to inject it in the eye, a special way to control the unflowering of the energy of, of the lens. And I would uh, went to ophthalmic conventions, and I showed it to doctors. I said, look at this. I can control. This is amazing. It's It, it can be just a 3-millimeter incision instead of one that is 180 degrees, like a 10-millimeter incision that you guys are using. And doctors, who you would think, are the most – philanthropic and, 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 uh, humanitarian, we're saying, well, well, why would I do that? Surgeons? I mean, patients don't know what I do. This is ridiculous. I I don't even want to do it. You know, I, why would I have to do this? You know? Um, and so it took, uh, for the ophthalmic community about 10 years to accept this new surgical procedure. And I was just a, a young inventor and, I sold a lot of I, I, I did a lot of licensing at, at a low price. Uh, this is one of my first big inventions. Now, every surgery in the world every day uses my invention. Every, was- literally every surgery of ophthalmic surgery uses that. And at the I was so and, and this was one of my first big inventions, right out of college, okay, that I did. And you you have to realize that it is uh, because you're you're creating something new for humanity, and and even the people that you would think would just be excited and 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 helping you, it it didn't happen. You know, it was it's you know the doctors didn't think it was important, but and but I kept on going. I didn't stop. I kept marketing it i kept trying i kept showing it and all the big companies uh alcon um johnson and johnson bosch and lom all the ones throughout the world they own most of the world market as well now use my invention and that's that's the thing you have to realize that you must be brave you must be courageous if you are going to create revolutionary things to help humanity because people, you know, when you turn on on a light, uh, you know, you don't thank Edison. You uh, when you have air conditioning, you know, and if you think you know, no one cares about that. All the great thinkers like like Pasteur and Galileo, they were all pushed aside. Mm-hmm. And that is the nature of creativity. You must understand that you're doing it based upon your own values, and if you're doing something great. You must be brave and stick with it, and society may not accept it, but like like with uh my lens injector system it took it took about ten years until the world totally accepted it so that's a really long answer, but I hope it has value to people that are now trying to be creative
1: absolutely, so I really connect to what you're saying because you actually said first of all, you need to believe in your idea and to be consistent and to be aware that you will have rejections along the way. Actually, as big, as significant the rejection is maybe the big, as the idea is, right? Because people need to uh, understand, fully understand a new concept, a new paradigm. So you're really transforming the way people live, act. So you need to take into account that, if there's not a resistance something is not new there actually I want to invite people well, impressive what do you think about it
0: Well on on the on the rever- to reverse everything we've just said which is fun to do on on the other side to flip the coin I've done many things that are in, immediately accepted that are like consumer products for example I invented a faux flame candle that uh i worked with Disney in the haunted house. And then they said, well, we'd like to take this uh, and make it a product. Would you like to create a company with us? And I said, sure. And now the candles are throughout the world. I travel in Europe. I see them in hotels. I see them all over. And they're all over America. The, when people see it, they exclaim, oh, my God, that looks like a real flame. It was a tremendous invention. And people go, that, that looks real. That is that's so, what so is it?
1: What's unique about the candle?
0: What is the creativity? It is well. What looks like a real flame, and mm-hmm. I can explain how it works just really quickly. That there is a LED with a lens focused on a flame shape, and it creates a spot, and then the flame uh, mm-hmm. moves because there's a magnet underneath it. Uh, on a pendulum and a coil changing the voltage. So it, it flickers. Mm-hmm. So if, if you want to, uh, you could go to luminara.com mm-hmm. and you will see the, uh, the candle. And, but everyone that sees that, it's an immediate acceptance, right? Okay. So here's the here's, – and I've done many other things like that. So what I'm trying to say is it can also be like a song, that you hear, that you connect emotionally with. And with mm-hmm. consumer products, it's a completely different idea sometimes. I'm not trying to change the revolutionary context of the world. I'm simply creating a surprise, mm-hmm. an enjoyment. That, we all, that is also important for us because we can create great revolutions of, of, of creativity, mm-hmm. but we can also create like, like a song that like Paul McCartney's Bluebird, uh, you uh, or Blackbird, excuse me, is is that you you hear it and you emotionally connect. And there that also is a beautiful, beautiful exercise that is completely different than what I just said, that you do, though, have to be brave in the context of when I was starting the company, uh, a lot of people didn't believe in it. Investors didn't believe in it. It's a flow flame candle why should i invest in it Mm -hmm. but finally when i got it to market everyone just loved it and it's been going for 10 years and it's still selling uh in the millions
1: but you know what resonates within me that when we are talking about creativity and innovation i heard sometimes in the past i had a conversation with a professor of innovation and he actually said that there are a, a few levels of innovation right so this The small innovation that you can change a process that you are doing, doing something differently, it's also kind of innovative thing to do. It can be a change in a bigger process like in the Apple shops that when you buy something instead of the the seller going to bring you the iPhone or the phone, it stands next to you and they bring it to you. So it's change of the process. And the bigger innovation is the disruptive innovation. So I think there's layers, different layers in innovation and being creative. So what I hear you say, you can be innovative and creative, even if it's like a smaller steps, but it can be different perspective, different uh, use of the product. So it doesn't need to be disruptive, but it can be also innovative and include creativity. What do you think about this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't thought about the layers of uh, of um, of creativity within that specific vein. And what I'm I'm trying to say, though, you you that you still have to have the kernel of of, of courage and bravery because uh, they the both of them, although one was immediately loved, and the other was um, changing the way things are done medically. Both required courage because when I invented the, uh, the, the, this faux flame candle, uh, it was looked at so trivial and I couldn't get investors mm. and I couldn't get people, I couldn't get it to the public because uh, large companies don't accept innovation. They see the same old, same old and they replicate it. But now this was a new invention. No one had ever seen it. And the only way to launch it was through large corporations to get millions of them made.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this had the same courage and, and and uh bravery required to get it accepted, to get investors to go behind it. But then when people saw it, even you know, even when investors saw it, they go, This is like this is amazing, it looks real. And a funny, a funny story I could say with that, I had a client who lives in London in one of the fancy flats uh, in, on one of the, on the main streets. And I gave him a bunch of the candles because he loved them. And he put them in the windowsill and he had some rather uh, thin uh, drapery that he would have. And he came home after dinner with his daughter and his wife and there were fire trucks. Uh, and he goes, and someone was about ready to break his front door down. There's a crowds of people. He goes, well, what are you doing trying to break into my house? because some idiot left candles on in, in, in the windowsill. We're looking at it and he says, look, those are candles right there. And He goes, no, those are Luminara faux flame candles. Those are, those are, I've had people, when we first sold it, we'd put it uh, uh, in a dark room and uh, people would walk in and they say, okay, well, those are the real candles. Where are the, where are the faux flame ones? So it is an illusion. And, mm. and so it is, but it was, it, there, are, there are always challenges. And, you know, I could talk about so many other products I've designed from, you know, I used to be the main designer for Apple, and I have stories about that. I could go into things I've done for uh, audio systems and remote controls. And there's always there's always that challenge. I could tell you, I could spend the rest of our time talking about challenges where large corporations don't understand the value of of the human experience they don't want to take a a, a how do i say it? a a risk. risk well the risk but also that they don't want to the venture outside of what everyone else is doing but then as soon as some, someone does take the risk mm-hmm. then they all they all copy it and then you and that's isn't that the isn't that the um the rhythm of creativity that you do something innovative society or large corporations try to stop it and then finally when it's accepted mm-hmm. everyone copies it and then you get to go on to something else right and mm-hmm. i think that's the same with art and and uh and 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 everything else and so that's a good thing in a way but again, you have to, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering why I'm going back to this in our conversation as kind of where my, my uh, head is at right now because I've got eight startup companies right now. And every morning I have to wake up and I have to be courageous mm-hmm. and I have to be-
1: So I want to say something that I heard when, when you talked. First of all, I think being creative, and innovative, something, sometimes it's actually taking something, something complex and making it simple. This is what I heard when you talked. You say, okay, the investor didn't understand why they should invest money because it looks like maybe too, too simple. Or, so I think being a creative is actually going into the chaos, and you actually wrote your book about creating creativity through chaos, is being in this chaos, in this complex complexity of different uh, parameters and finding the simple product or, or service. This is what came to my mind. And another thing I hear you because you said actually, and this is also connect to being a courageous and mindful leader is the ability to tap in ourselves to ourselves and to really listen to ourselves and to understand what's needed, what our clients need, what our customers need, what our employees need. And from this place, create space for transformation, transformative ideas to emerge, right? And this is actually, as I see, the creativity process because when we are doing all of the same, we're working only from our mind, from our head, from our rational uh, viewpoint. But when we really create space for being present and listening deeply to ourselves and others, something new can emerge. This So I'm ha- I'm curious to hear how you see the creative process as a veteran uh, with full experience in, in creating a creative uh, product. Well,
0: to, to highlight that, I, I'll um, take one step back to take two steps forward. You know, when I, I wanted to write my book, I wanted to, I had notes of all the processes that I always developed. It was always an, an intrigue of mine. Uh, uh, not so much of the product, but the process I used to create it and i then i had all these ideas uh and manuscripts and writing of all the things and i decided i wanted to bring it um to market to help other people because when i was um starting out there was no one to help me i wished you know i always wished god if only i could talk to socrates or plato or or einstein about what i'm thinking they could help me right and there was uh, i i read quite a few things um Quite a a few creativity books, but nothing seemed to put it all together. I wrote this book to help people, and uh, um, it was something. Now that it's been out for over a year, Um, and you know, I've added the book of inspirations of creativity, and in talking to everyone about it, and the people that 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 are um, brave creators, okay. My book is a synopsis of how my brain works. And when you create, um, it's not an analytical system only. It's not just an emotional system. It's not just a spiritual one. It's all three of them. Okay. And one must reach to the depth all of all those three facilities in, in your soul, your intellect, your emotion and your spirit, and it sounds almost like a religious process, but in a way, it is, because you have to you have to connect all of that to um, if you want to be revolutionary, which I do. I want to do with every product, even the most utilitarian things. Karen um, can be a revolutionary experience. And I could I, we don't have a lot of time, but I could talk to you about a lot of utilitarian objects that people think are are rather uh, um, bereft of any capability of change, but they are not, right? Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, um, I describe in my book the fact that I have a creative construct, and it is based upon patterns and uh, processes that I hold in the chaos of creativity. It's a free space. There are no directives. There are no cultures. There are no languages. As Einstein said, when he would solve problems, he said he would use architectures of thought. He wouldn't base his creativity upon um, solely upon mathematics or his, uh, uh, his, his uh, knowledge of physics. It would be intuitive as well. And, and such is how I create. Uh, I don't call it architectures of thought. I call it a, uh, a, a creative construct. So I have a way of, of creating that is not based upon my language of English. It's not based upon mathematics, physics. It is my own construct that is a free space to create that is a language of creativity that i I would like to teach and i 'm anyone who's listening now, I hope these seeds that i 'm planting could be sown, read the book and try it 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 isn't um, something that you can uh, uh, develop in five easy steps in a half an hour <laughs> it is something it 's a lifetime of of being uh, 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 opening up your mind we we are not taught creativity and imagination uh from uh our our youth in, in k through twelve in fact, it is eliminated, and we are taught to be mediocre and uh do what we're told and follow the rules and that's important to you know uh in society to an amount. But, uh, yeah but but <laughs> Uh, we are not taught to be creative imaginative souls, and this is this is something that uh in my heart I could cry over because I've talked to so many educators and so many people uh, that it it is our our innate ability that is not being considered and furthermore if if I could just go on just a little bit more i'm not sure how much time we have but it, and Isaac Asimov is a very famous science fiction writer, and he has written uh, the, uh, the the Foundation series. There's about five or six books in there, and he talks about a war between two planets. One that uses the innate powers of of humanity that expands upon them to the point where uh, it, it is almost superhuman what they do, and then the other similar to us right now, technologists, that everything is and they, they have AI and they they and the to, to cut, make a long story short, the 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 planet that had uh, all used all the innate powers of humanity won. And I am writing an article right now about the innate powers of of of, of a person compared to AI. We have a supercomputer in our brain. Mm-hmm. that I call a subconscious cloud that can be utilized. It's like a supercomputer that runs 100 times faster than our conscious brain. I use that. I've developed it over decades. And we have this innate ability. It's it's an amazing tool. And I wish I could reach millions of people and teach it because AI is a wonderful thing, but we have that innately within us.
1: So, you know, I want to ask you this If uh, leaders and managers, individuals are listening to us and they are curious to create more space for creativity in the day-to-day in the companies and the lives, they want to break back on this journey of creativity. What will you offer them? Which strategies or techniques to start to create space for this creativity in the day-to-day? I know it's a big question, but you know, only small stuff.
0: Right. They have to free their mind. And how how uh, I'll, I'll ask a question back. How can you uh, um, take embark on this grand journey? Right. Mm-hmm. It's not it's it's not a you know, it would be degrading to them if I gave them the five simple steps that they could practice for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden these fabulous uh, creationists, it would be an insult to them. What I'm saying is you must look within yourself that you want to free your mind and you want to be revolutionary. You must have that desire and passion. That is the first thing. If they don't have that, there is nothing I can do for them. But if they can if they can find that bravery and courage, uh, the best thing, and I know it sounds self-promotional, but it's not, is get my book, read it, and start that journey, I would just challenge them to why wouldn't you do it? Why would you not want to free your mind and and be adventurous creativity? And it, the processes of it are, are are there I in my book I, I have um, I call a, like a toolbox mm-hmm. of creativity like a like like you know when you're going to fix your car you have all these tools mm. i talk about the tools but then you have to learn to be a mechanic to actually fix a car you, you know a spanner wrench or a, or a crescent wrench or some if you don't know how to use it it doesn't really matter you you have to be educated i would love to create a, a bachelor of science a master's and uh a, a doctorate degree in creativity because that Let's that handle. can be a source
1: so you know i want to give them a few uh, tools to start in breaking on this journey and opening the mind because we can invite them to open the mind but let's give them tools so for me the tools that can help us open our mind is actually meditating you know there's various kinds of meditation so open awareness meditation the invitation is to be aware of what's happening in this moment different noises different emotions sensations and then actually we um, practice in our mind to listen to what happens in this moment and to see different patterns that are not connected. And actually this meditation increases our ability to be more creative and to see different things that we didn't see before to connect them. So this is one of the tools that I offer to, for people to create this state of mind. Another tool is, you know, the journaling. It's another way of practice that I love That talks about creating creativity, enabling space for creativity. It's like taking 10 minutes, take a pen and a paper and write whatever comes to your mind without judging it, without stopping, without rationalizing it. If you don't have what to write, write. I don't have what to write. I don't what what to write, and then things will emerge from the unconscious. So this is actually, as I see it, the ability to tap into to your creativity and your wisdom. And for me, this the wisdom is the the creativity piece that enables us to see different things that are not conscious always. So I, I do think that we can practice. You know, if we want to embark on this journey, I understand it. It's a big concept, but we can. Start with the baby steps to create this st- space within ourselves in order for new wisdom to emerge, right? Otherwise, we're actually doing more of the same and we're not tapping to this place. Yeah.
0: In, my, in my book, I talk about it's creativity for everyone. There's uh, 42 chapters. It's divided into this interconnected whole of psychology, analytics, and spirituality, and i invite people just to go in the book and find what what are they looking for and and in many cases it you you need an an internal motivation to help you uh, and i have techniques for that sometimes you need an external one you know what you want to do but you don't know how to apply it into the real world mm-hmm. and i it, it is it is there are small techniques but as as a, a note about meditation i do have a a chapter in my book about meditative problem solving. And it is based, I started early in my career in college with a a well-known teacher called Muktan Yanda. He was one of the highest level uh, 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 Hatha and Natha yoga teachers. And he taught me, uh, and it was, you know, I grew up in the hippie era in San Francisco. That's where transcendental meditation was going on. But I, the techniques I learned from yanda I, I use. I still meditate every day. I mm-hmm. try to free my mind and expand my mind. And that's a wonderful, wonderful process. And, you know, what's really fascinating, I also have exercise problem solving because it's it's been shown in science that when you do a repetitive thing like run, you can get to the same state of mind as when you're meditating and sitting, that, that you can – you can you can kind of. There's so many ways to get there. It yeah. doesn't have to be sitting. It could be a long run. A, you know, whatever whatever gets you to that. Walking plane. in nature, right?
1: Also walking in nature, yeah. clearing your mind, letting you.: Yeah, there's,
0: there's there's so many paths, and so it it is there. You have to start small, as you said. You know, there it is a uh, uh, a grand adventure. But let me just say this: I invite everyone to take that grand adventure mm-hmm. and 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 don't worry about uh, how hard it's going to be, but try to look inward and want to be someone that's a creator as opposed as a user. You know you can say, well i'm going to be someone that just copies everything and and does what what everyone else does, right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's who I am. Or you could be someone that you're a creator. You want to be someone who innovates and you have to make that decision within your soul of what you want to do. That's a very important step, because I believe a lot of people are not concerned about imagination and uh, inspiration and creativity. They're they're more like, I'll just follow what everyone does you know, and I'll, I'll do that. This other person at the company, he's the creator. I'll just let him create and I'll just uh, do things based upon that. Right. A lot of people, most people are in that category Mm -hmm. and it's not their fault. They weren't trained to do that. They weren't trained to be creationists. What I'm challenging anyone who's listening is to wake up. You can see my little sign here that this is a poster of, of, uh, of, uh, chapters in the book. It's, Wake up, whatever it takes, wake up your mind, wake up your thoughts, because you have great innate potential. And that's, that's what's important. It doesn't matter how big of a step you take, or how you do it, just find a path. You know, I'll I'll put it to you, Karen, is that how do you make someone want to be creative?
1: This is where I want to refer to that you said, because I think, first of all, creativity is based upon passion. If you have passion for something, you will be creative. You know, it's your inner motivation. So I'm not sure you can force on people to be creative. They want to want it. You can invite them. You can trigger them. And they need to do do the step. So I will invite them to explore this uh, space and to listen to find their own path, because I believe that each and every one of us has his own path. And once we are on our right path, so then we'll, be, we'll bring our present and this will be bring the present, right? The present actually bring the present because we're really listening to our added value because I really believe that each and every one have different present to the world. And this is, for me, the creativity and the passion, it all connects together. But as you said, not everybody is connected to themselves. A lot of our, the people are sleepwalking, I call it. Uh, walking but sleeping they're not awake as you said and I, I believe that people are getting up uh, awakening because of a of a, pla- a place that they want to grow and evolve and they choose it or life choose for them you know they go through an accident or life stop them in order to explore the right path for them so what I hear you, you say you you really passionate on inviting people to embrace, on their, to dare, to be brave, to tune in and listen to their added value, to what is excited for them, what they are passionate about and explore it. And I think there they will find their creativity and be able to bring innovation to the day to day. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, talking to you, I'm getting passionate about creativity. I, uh, I love your mind, Karen. You have a, a beautiful, creative mind, Thank and you. I I am enjoying it. And so within that, that I'm creating a little syllogism here. That a, if I have a creative mind and you have a creative mind, uh, c, your a plus b is equal to c. Maybe c is an awakening, and you're giving me a little bit of an awakening, even though all I do is creativity. So maybe what we can say to people is find someone who you think is creative. Okay. Because doing things on your own sometimes is, is suffocating and, and isn't, isn't what you need. Maybe find someone who, who you think is creative and talk to them Mm -hmm. and talk to other people who are creative and ask them, well, how, how do you create, you know, and, and maybe there's friends, maybe, you know, whatever it is, I think that could be a very powerful form of, of talking to other people about it. Uh, just staying within yourself sometimes is the wrong thing to do. What do you think of that?
1: I love it. And actually, this is what I offer to my uh, leaders and managers when I'm working with them. I, I tell them, when you're thinking about, you know, when, when you're between jobs or in the company, but you think there's something else that you need to do, just meet people for coffee. Be, listen to them, ask them, explore together, create this space to listen and to be surprised at the end of the day from the clarity to, that will emerge. But you need to be in this process to meet different people, listen to different voices, different ideas. And some, at the end of the road, something will emerge and you'll have clarity, but you need to respect the process. And, you know, we don't have a patience for the process. We want to finish it and be creative and fix the problem, but it doesn't work like that. Right. For creativity, we need time and space and place. This is what I think.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it is, um, I have talked to so many people since I've written my book that, uh, that say, you know, I'm not, I have no imagination, which breaks my heart. And it is the result of our culture. It's like it's almost like saying I don't have a mind or I don't have a soul, right? And yeah. it is there. It, it, you need to find an environment that's transformative. If, uh, because I, I think a lot of the times if, if you know, you get all these books, you know, five easy steps to do this, you know, five easy steps to lose weight, five easy steps to be creative, to be smarter with your day. All that is is the the thing that's most important about it. It gets you um, involved in the process, but you need people around you if you're starting that that can inspire you. Because a lot of people say, "Well, I don't know, how I'm not passionate. How can I create my passion?" But I bet if you and I got five people in a group for a day, mm-hmm. and we said, "Just come, come to our," I don't want to call it a class, our, our get-together uh, somewhere, mm-hmm. I bet between you and I, at the end of that day, those five people would be inspired and they'd have this, uh, this energy that they want to, to keep going with, right? And, and it takes that, that human element of interaction to help. And because, again, creativity is psychological, Creativity is spiritual. Creativity is analytical. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's not just one of those. It's, it's the combination of those and you need a, you need an experienced teacher to see someone, you know, someone might be an analytical, uh, person like, like Mr. Spock on Star Trek. Right. Uh, uh, and someone might be uh, on the other side, I'll use Star Trek as, a, as one, uh, McCoy, who's emotional and mm-hmm. sees everything through emotion. That logic doesn't penetrate them, that they view everything as, as an irrational feeling, right? You can't yeah. use logic to communicate with them, right? And this is a, going into another area, which I have in my book, which I call the Languages of Creativity, you have to understand uh, the, uh, the human you're dealing with when you're mm-hmm. communicating an idea. If you give someone uh, uh, logic who is very emotionally fixated, uh, you, can't, you can't show them uh, uh, an irrational uh, emotion, and, and that's a wonderful feeling, like, like a song. Logic doesn't lead them and then if you look at someone who's who's logical you can't use an irrational emotional discussion because they will be bereft of that right yeah. but you have but once you see that then you could lead into these other areas and because every great inventor at times has prayed at like they haven't worked for haven't slept for my record is 5 days without sleep and creating something which is I don't do anymore that was in my youth. Uh-huh. you're at the end you're, you're you're on a deadline you're trying to create something you just pray to god like can i will this work you know it is it is it is a passionate plea not but it's it could be a plea to your soul i've got to find a way to make this work i've got to find it yeah. and this takes every part of you. Mm-hmm. And that isn't something that you do uh, like having uh, your your afternoon tea and and cucumber sandwiches in an adroit environment where everything is perfect. Sometimes yeah. it is uh, the hardest thing in the world, and and only if you're prepared to do that will you be revolutionary. In my so, opinion.
1: So I'm circling back to the beginning, and we need to wrap up. So only to. Talk about, uh, share this story about the frogs. You know, the story about the frogs, they were in the well, a deep well, and they're trying to jump out, and they couldn't, The people were standing outside and say, you won't be able to do it, you won't succeed, you won't succeed. And at the end of the day, only one frog succeeded in getting out of the well, and they asked her, how did you do it? So she said, I can't hear you. So, you know, you need to know to, who to listen to during the journey, right? And to believe in yourself and believe in, trust the process, trust yourself, and be courageous and patient to, in order for it to happen. Doug, I really enjoyed the conversation. We can continue for hours, but, but we need to wrap up. So I want to, to ask you, where can people reach out for your book and for you if they want to create this innovative and creative well,
0: process? They could, uh, they could go to Amazon. It's sold uh, on Amazon. You could type in my name, Doug Patton, or you could do Conquering the Chaos of Creativity. Also, you can go to my website, patentdesign.com, and you can uh, see the link to the website and buy the book there. Um, and uh, it's, it's also on Kindle. So, you know, if you, you know, that's my favorite way to read books. It's a much less expensive way to get the book. And, uh, but I just invite everyone to, to um, as a final note, uh, have a conversation about creativity today when you hear this go to one of your friends that you think are creative and have a convert start it right now have a conversation about creativity
1: sounds great Doug thank you very much for sharing your wisdom and for your doing a great work out there it's needed
0: thank you very much
1: hope you enjoyed the conversation you're invited to subscribe to our podcast in order to know when we upload a new episode and follow us on social media Thank you for listening. Until next time, take care and bye-bye.